Fucking wrap up, let's go! Don't stop. Don't stop. Coming up next on Rugby Wrap-Up, Major League Rugby analysis, predictions, and highlights. Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by The Balanced Palette, nutrition for peak performance, and The Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street, the world's best rugby pub. Hey everybody, welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy at the Fantasy Sports Network Studio 34 in New York City talking rugby. And we are talking more Major League Rugby. And we have a couple of interns with us that are going to act as our rugby pundit correspondents. Actually, no, it's owner Adrian Balfour of the Seattle Seawolves and general manager James English of Rugby United New York. And guys, you're just um, you're honoring me with your presence to go through the recap and previews of... Uh, of next week and last week. So I'm going to race right into it, but, but welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. All right, here we go. You ready? Hold, hold on to your hats. Here goes the recap. First up, we had Toronto playing against Austin. It was Austin's home game in Toronto, right? And it didn't go well, unfortunately, for Austin, who remained on the schneid. The final score was 24-13. And forget the fact that you're affiliated with franchises. As a fan, what do you make of, of the three matches in one week? And what do you make of the poor Austin Elite going 0-13? For, for anyone to put on three games in a week, I don't even want to think about that. That would be a nightmare. Um, so Bill and those guys up there really turned that, turned that on to, to basically win yeah. those three games at, you know, within a week. That's, uh, that's impressive. Uh, it, with any team, playing any team, that's impressive. I think it's a real statement of intent from Toronto. Um, and they actually, uh, there's a huge amount of rotation in that squad as well over those three games. Uh, so they used a lot of players. They showed the strength and depth. Um, and I think everyone now, is, uh, they've, they've really kind of reinforced the fact that they're, um, they're going to be a force. Yeah, it's, it, was, it was an incredible show by Toronto in, the, in last week coming back and last Sunday coming back to get that, that victory. And then uh, this, this Thursday, but, you know, ironically for Toronto and their fans, they had to start their eight-game season, their, their 16-game season, eight games on the road, and yet they played in blizzards in Utah and Glendale and had to have a rescheduled match, not because of weather in Toronto, but because of weather in Texas. You know, I mean... <laughs> That's an nature plan. I mean, it's a big country, right? So you're going to have thunderstorms down in Texas. You're going to have snow in New York. You're going to have rain in Seattle. Um, you know, so I mean, our second game down in San Diego was a was basically played in a Puddle. hurricane. Yeah. it was typhoon down there. You know, so um, that's just it's a big country. That's what that's what you got to deal with. So dealing with that, do we just have the matches played and just say, okay, if we have to play in snow, we have to play in snow? Well, you know. You, Gonna, I mean, we're gonna. It's gonna be a very tight season next year, but we're gonna start sort of slightly later, you know. So we're gonna start like last week of February, and then we're gonna run through, you know, June. Um, so hopefully, that allows teams like you know James and so forth to have not to have to go eight games on the road, you know. Austin did a really good job actually putting on a, a, a good performance actually against Toronto. I actually thought Austin did really well. So hats off to those guys. I mean, they Thierry and you know, those guys. They really, they really traveled. It's a hard place to travel to Toronto. And playing on a Thursday, going through international customs, all that jazz. It's tough. Yeah, we've also had a lot of um, bad time with uh, with travel as well. 
you got to say they've showed like immense spirit and character throughout the season, and they're still going. And I, and I think there's a there's probably a win there at some point for them. I think that there, there's there's an upset. Hopefully, it won't be this uh, this weekend. <laughs> Yeah, did he, did he just, just jinx it? Did you just jinx it? Just jinxed it. Oh God! Oh God! It's it's unfortunate. This is love live. I get a win, just not out. against yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you know, again, though, Toronto, uh, you know, on the front foot, winning, winning the second of three, and we'll get to the third one after we get to San Diego going into NOLA, uh, the Legion of Doom for the gold, as you know, as per the San Diego Legion and Co. And they have been road warriors as well as you know winning their fair share at home. But they've been good on the road in big games, right? Yeah, they help me. They beat us in New York uh, in a close game. Uh, they're going from strength to strength. Uh, Peterson really, uh, really pulls the strings there for them at ten. Uh, Paddy Ryan in the scrum, their set piece is solid. Uh, they've been really uh, them and Nola have been a fantastic story from last year of how they've turned things around and. So far, they've you know, arguably been the best two teams in the tournament. Yeah, and the two teams, as he said, the two teams that really... They went 2-0 really... against us, right? So when we played them in, in Seattle, they really took it to us. I mean, they were really up for it. And I would say Paddy Ryan, their, their front row is brilliant, but the flankers as well. Yeah. Those flankers are pretty dangerous, and they, they, they really bully teams. They got the kids short, right? They're a physical team. Uh, they go out there to try and bully teams, and... Uh, They've got, you know, there's danger in that back line. And they score tries as well. So, uh, you know, so far they've been a tough team to beat. My man Lou Stanfield with his three Rugby World Cups in there, getting an under the skin of every opponent, including his roommates, like on the road in the World Cup, John Quill. Yep. <laughs> just, it's, a, it's amazing. It's just great. And it's, it just makes for subplots too. So subplot, the subplot that we're getting Sam, to. Sam there as well. You know, yeah. some, some great U.S. players. Yeah, sure. And, and, we're, and we're getting to the subplots of the playoffs, right? But part of that was a big match in Coney Island, in Brooklyn, in the Big Apple, Seattle, coming in to Rooney. I mean, these are the games that the MLR wants. This is what's going to grow the game. This is going to make, um, keep people interested. Phenomenal game of rugby, the neutral. I think we aged a, a few years during the game. But, but a game of two halves. Yeah, absolutely. And Seattle came out firing. They had a week off before, so they're, you know, they're really ready to go and they're well prepped. Uh, they've been really well coached. They, they caught us a little bit cold. We made some adjustments at halftime and tried to remain patient. And the guys came through with a little bit of energy and unfortunately wasn't quite enough. Some loving in the Keystone State, some old Pennsylvania loving. You know, you served you guys well for at least the first half. I think, you know, you got to get the guys together and it's it's important to train together on the field and, and get all that stuff done. But it's also good to bond as, as human beings and that sort of helps people with the dynamic on the field. But I think, uh, you know, we want to do a lot more of that stuff in the future. And I think, you know, you probably see other teams do it as well. Um, we were just lucky we had the facilities and we had the opportunity. So I got to say this uh, to you. Uh, is Matt Turner, is, is he still, he's just still surprising people with his speed. He's a right? great I mean, it looked like you guys were shocked in that first half when he just burned down the field. You know, well, he got in the opening from a short run on the first one, bursting in from fullback. But then the second run, it was just him, that was just him being Matt Turner. I mean, Matt's a great player and he's a great guy. He, uh, you know, he's got that many caps to England sevens and that many tries for a reason. And he showed uh, exactly his, his class at the weekend. Yeah, is he South African or is he English? He's born in Cape Town, but his mum's English. <laughs> I, I give him a hard time about that all the time. But, all, you know, you've got a bunch of good guys and they're coming on the road. And there's a lot of mingling from the World Cup and U.S. Eagles uh, together. And you saw that. It was a great image I got on camera of Samuel Manoa and Mike Petrie walking off the, the pitch together right after the final horn. 
and just just talking. How you doing? There's, there's, no, there's no BS. It's just a straightforward, you know, they play and they know each other and they shake hands after the match and go share a meal. That's the way it was. It was even at the afters. I mean, the meals were there. Yeah. Beers were had. It was great. Yeah, and, and you know, the likes of Shalom Suniola, um, after playing a, a hard, hard match, Photobombing me, talking to Samu was pretty cool. And Chris Matina coming down and, and making himself accessible and get, giving us an update on him. You know, the synergy there for this whole event, that, and it was an event, because we talked about it in the segment with James Kennedy, how there were kids playing at halftime. And you had the fire department and the police department and other teams that had come down from playing games earlier on Randall's Island. Guys were all cut up, bruised girls as well from their previous games, but they were at that match. I mean, it's, it's our point of difference as a sport, and we've got to really push that. You know, it's about the community. It's about uh, building links within rugby. It's about growing rugby as a game, and we need to be patient with that. It's going to take a little bit longer than I think uh, we all maybe thought, but um, we're getting there slowly, and you could see, I think, the weekend was a really good example of that. Yeah, yeah this is a marathon, not a sprint, but you know, Shane and Lamy and so forth, you know, our home games, you know, the last home game, the guys were, who were going to play in the game were out before the game training 80 kids on the sport of rugby and they're interacting with the guys who you know 40 minutes later they're on the field fighting fighting hard right that's what it's about that's 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 what it's about and you guys have a two-point differential between you going into this final death match of a of a, of a i'm glad a, it's in our favor yeah well you got yeah and you guys won both matches but i gotta ask you a question was it a forward pass or not shalom's pass to phil mack i think yeah, it like, was forward that's all 38-31, we could pull it back to lots of different decisions here and there, and there were some definitely controversial decisions yeah, I throughout think the I'd game, both, that, ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, both ways. But that's rugby, and eventually they all they work themselves out, and unfortunately we didn't, you know, you can't be 31-7 down and expect to, to beat yeah. teams. And we, to we had like 17 penalties against us, yeah. which is I'm, more I'm than only, we ever, we've ever had in any yeah. game. And that was down to, like, um, New York are a well-drilled, well-coached team. I mean, you guys came out, you got a very narrow ruck, you know, you're forcing forcing penalties that, you know, when people coming in the side and so forth. So, you know, you guys played a very, very good game. Phil and Shalom have been on the show a couple of times. So sure. I just, you know, breaking your chops, guys. Try to try. Then we had Toronto, Deja Vu playing again. And this time it was against Utah. Mm-hmm. And it looked like Utah might spill the apple cart and throw everything asunder. With a lead, I think it was like 18-14 or something with... with you know, Ten minutes left in the match. You, and Utah Toronto guys have got a really. I mean, the core group of players in Utah are really good. I mean, when we played them, they really. I mean, they kept us on our toes until the last sort of twenty minutes. Um, and that was only because some of those guys got you know got injured and went off. You know, but their core group is really quite talented. They're unlucky not to have won more. It could be next year's San Diego or next year's Nola with the right Absolutely. pieces. Yeah, they're a talented team. They can score from anywhere. They've yeah. got so much. They're they're really dangerous. And they showed that against Toronto in tough conditions. Um, 21 all with five minutes to go. And Utah arguably should have won the game line out uh, down in the 22. And Toronto go to length of the field and score. And that would have been a huge upset uh, as far as the playoff standings go. But as it, as it worked out, Toronto hung in there. And uh, they're, they're still very much a threat. And they got the needed teams grind out wins, right? Absolutely, yeah. And they got the needed bonus points. When it looked like they were going to lose, and then they exploded. You know? They're, they're a very good team. They're a good team. Tough team to beat. Mm-hmm. All right, so we just have to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with predictions with Mr. James English and Mr. Adrian Balfour right after this. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle on West 36th Street. 
been blind since I was four. And I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste. And my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor. What do you think is on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. That's good beer. Hey everybody, we're back with Mr. James English and Mr. Adrian Balfour, and we have some predictions to make about the upcoming matches. And I love this aspect of it because you guys are affiliated with teams. So you can recruit you you can recuse yourselves if you want, or you can answer honestly, and I think both of you will answer honestly. Uh, first up. Houston at NOLA. What do you think? You know, the Sabercats, new head coach Paul Emmerich, the Cactus. Uh, they've got a couple of new acquisitions. I like Threaten Palamo in there. But they're going against NOLA, who just lost, and NOLA is going to be looking for blood. Yeah, I would go, you know, Houston, talented team, but NOLA at home, you know, tough place to play, huge amount of talent, score a lot of tries. Uh, I'd go with NOLA. Yeah, I think I'd have to agree. I mean, I think Houston are 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 getting better and better. And you know, you you mentioned Polar, you know, so we got they got some good players coming in. But I just think Nola at home, it's just too strong. Yeah, what did you think about Threaten? As he's a beast at center. Listen, Threaten played at you know almost went to a World Cup at seven. Well, went to a World Cup at seventeen. Hugely talented. Played at Saracens uh, in the Premiership. Best he, World Cup with the you know, Eagles. He's a big man. He yeah. he epitomizes this like you know go forward. In rugby, uh, he's going to be a great asset for Houston going forward this, uh, for the rest of the season. Yeah, they're going to they're going to play him off the pack and get him get him more into the game. I think a little bit more, um, and then he can open up holes in the center for those guys out wide to go. But I just think it's going to be. I think you know you take a look at like Nola or Nola. They've got like real good assets all yeah. over the pitch. I mean, they they really are a complete team. They are very very hard to beat. You you talk about Bretton Palamo. They've got some positives, and they gave you guys, you know, 21 zip, but it was closer than that, it seemed, watching yeah, that match. Yeah, they were a good team, and uh, obviously with Paul Emmerich coming in, it's probably freshened things up a little bit, mm -hmm. and um, I'm excited to see what they can do for the last few weeks of the season. All right, let's go on to the next one. Seattle at Glendale. Who do you think's going to win that one? <laughs> it's a tough one. I mean, like, I could, it's, I, I, Glendale haven't lost a competitive game at Glendale in three and a half seasons, which is huge. And we had a very close game that went to the last play of the game and, and just missed out. They're a tough team to play at home. Um, I'm going to go be controversial and go with Glendale uh, just uh -huh. because they have that record at home. Oh. They don't travel so well, but uh, they're a force at home and uh, their record demonstrates that. I'll say Seattle by five. Seattle by five? Yeah. I think... Seattle is going to win this one, and it's not just because he's here. That's partially why I'm saying it, but in all honesty, Seattle, defending champions, rounding into shape, getting some big bodies and some new bodies back and in there, respectively, and I think they just might be better than Glendale, regardless of where you play the match. Your other new acquisition. Jeff Hessler, um... I mean, he is the all-time record scorer for the Ospreys. Um, he's been out of rugby for about a year, um, but he's been working with the S&C guys, um, getting fit, and um, we would expect, well, hopefully, uh, That's we'll have him in the match day 23. But hopefully we'll have him in the match day 23. That's another interesting acquisition. Yeah, and then we, we have another one coming in as well. Um, 
uh, uh, tight head prop as well. And what's his name? Jake. What? Jake. Jake. That's all I'm going to tell you. Is, Can- <laughs> is he Canadian? Yes. Oh, okay. Canadian. All right. Jake the Canadian will be coming in as tight head prop, but we're not going to tell you what his name is. Yep. All right. So I'm going to pick. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm picking Seattle and Glendale. No offense, Glendale. You guys, I love you, but uh, this is this is playoff time, and I think they're going to. Seattle's going to win this one in a squeaker. Then you've got San Diego going into Utah, and San Diego plays well on the road, as we said earlier. I'm going to go with San Diego in this one. What, what are yeah, you they built some real momentum. They're great on the road. Uh, they're, they're they're a real solid team. Uh, they're showing themselves at the moment, top of the top of the group and the team to beat. So I'd go with San Diego. I think. You know, Utah um, put up a real hell of a performance against Toronto, um, and they were really unlucky to, to, to lose that game. Oof. I think they're really going to be um, coming off the blocks in this particular game, so I, I think it's going to be a lot tighter than people actually think. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, I think um, San Diego just got too much, too much firepower, and they'll grind them down. And they're a very, very physical team, um, and so I'd expect... It'd be very, very tied up until about 60, and then I think uh, San Diego going to take it. Here's a question for you. Who do you think has the better shot at being a spoiler, Utah or Houston, in, in the final weeks of this season? I think Austin, last, last game of the oh, season. You're saying Austin? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, last game of the I know season. No way he's saying that. <laughs> yeah. It's because they're, they're playing Seattle, ladies and gentlemen. But no, in all seriousness, I don't think Austin is as snakebit as they are and hard luck as they are. I, th- I don't think they've got a better shot than, say, Houston or the Warriors to knock somebody off on any given Sunday or Saturday. It's tough now. The stakes are so high. We're really getting to a point where for us and Seattle and Glendale that every game's like a cup final. Yeah, every, every um, point counts. Every point counts, every, every bonus point. And, um, you know, you can't take everything for granted and the, the teams know that. So it's, uh, it's going to be hard to, to get them to slip up. I didn't say that it would happen. I just wanted to say who think, might be the best. You, know, I think you look at it, you look at it. The last one of games, the last four games, right? So those four games. I mean, as Seattle, we're approaching them as championship finals. Yeah. Every single game from here on in is a final. Um, you lose one of those games, and you could be out. Yeah. So it's it's really important. You don't yeah. want to be in a position where you're you're you know you're waiting on other results and other teams to come through. You want to take the ball by the horns and uh, and get the results yourself and, and and really be in that power position. Yeah, that's, you know, and, and the, the point separation here is is pretty tight. It's that you've got 48 with Toronto. They've played 14. Seattle's got 46. You guys with 13 played. You guys are 44 with 13 played, but they hold an advantage over you, if I'm not mistaken, because if it comes down to it, because it goes, does it go head-to-head? Yeah, I'd imagine so. Off the right, points. and you've won both of those matches. Right. And then Glendale with 42 points, not out of the picture by any stretch of the imagination, having played 13 as well. So it's as exciting as it can get. And we have that one final match, Austin coming in to Rooney, you guys. And I'll go to you first on this one. What oh, are your thoughts on, on this? It's got to be Austin. It's got to be Austin, right? 20 points. <laughs> Return of the favor, touche. <laughs> no, I think, uh, you know, Austin, I think they're underrated, to be honest. And any of these teams that play um, have a chance of pulling something off on the day. Um, but, you know, from what I saw and the way New York came back in the second half, um, if you guys come out like that in the first half of this game, I think you probably got a 10-point game at least. Yeah, like I said earlier, every, every game's a cup final now. Uh, and we have to treat it like that. Um, we'll be... Being Austin with a lot of respect, you won't see a, a game where we rest in a huge amount of players and a lot of rotation. Now we have to, we're at the business end of the season, we have to treat it like that. And uh, 
Hopefully we'll be looking for more of a complete 80-minute performance this week. And obviously I'm going to back uh, our guys at Rooney to do that. Uh, quick questions for both of you before we, before we uh, bolt. How's the health of the squad? Great, a couple of injuries. Uh, you'll see Chris Martina hopefully back in the next week or so. James Denise as well, um, hopefully back this week. Uh, on the whole, uh, Paddy Ryan, a couple of guys who are struggling a little bit. They're in rehab this week and we'll, we'll know a little bit more as the week goes on. But on the whole, we're, we're quite fortunate. Was with, with Paddy, was it his, got his bell rung or something else? Or? Uh, Paddy's shoulder, just his shoulder. He's having a few shoulder problems. He'll be shoulder? Fine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, every, we got a lot of bumps and bruises and stuff like that, but we're hoping to get Vili back for the run into the championship series. Um, Shep hopefully will be coming back pretty soon. Um, Tibbs is still under concussion protocol. He really hasn't even started the, the return to play. Uh, hopefully he'll start this week. Um, but yeah, we've been... He'll start to play this week? Back to for return training. to play protocol. Okay, okay. So right. no, no contact, right, no right, training. Right, right. He has to pass protocol first before he comes back in. Right. He had a pretty vicious sort of um, uh, concussion that he obtained in the game against San Diego. And he is a hard man. I remember at the, the, CR, the CRCs, the College Rugby Championship 7s in Philadelphia, where he broke his arm and the ref wanted to check his arm and he showed him his good arm and stayed in the game. <laughs> Tibbs is great. I mean, it, it's, but, you know, he, he, got, he got bad concussion and... You know, with those sort of things, you just can't rush no. them. So we're being ultra careful on that stuff. And I think, you know, as a, as a sort of management team, if you can really take care of the players, players really understand that and see that. And, you know, they'll, they'll go the extra mile because they know you're there for them. And we're not going to push people back if they're not ready to play. Yeah, things have changed since, since uh, years gone by. I remember when we were playing and get, you get your bell wrong. Just get that kick. I, I went to the wrong scrum a couple of times. My, I remember my teammates kind of go, ah, and nobody like taking it seriously, but... You know, that's, that's why I am the way I am right now, right? Crazy. So you got head injuries? Is that what you're saying? Oh, it explains a lot. Yeah. Oh, getting, yeah. I hear you. Anyway, <laughs> gentlemen, we are out of time officially. I want to thank you both. And you know what? I got to tell you, as rookies in here, you did pretty well, but you are definitely better at your other jobs. I'm not saying don't quit your day job for this, but you're doing well at what you're doing, and you're doing well at what you're doing. You're both in the top. You're fighting for a championship. And one last question before hey, Matt, we go. Matt, there's two ends of a checkbook. We have to have a day job. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Quick question before – one final question. Eliminate your teams as though they're not in the league, and who's going to hoist the shield? I'll go first. I think San Diego is the team to beat. I think they've uh, shown that they're uh, you know, a good pack, a physical, good set piece. And they'd be playing home at Torero. You look at, yeah, a strong possibility of them playing at home um, with Peterson at 10. If they can keep him fit, then um, they've got a really good chance. Um, it's going to be really hard. I mean, I, I mean to be honest, um, I think San Diego are definitely a very powerful team and very hard to, to turn over because of their physicality. Um, but, you know, you take a look at Nola. Nola have got some amazing strike options, and they, their running game is, is superb. When they get on the front foot, they can really, they can really yeah. rock you. Um, Having said that, you know, San Diego, the only team that's gone 2-0 against us. Um, and we fought hard the last game. Um, I think it's going to be hard to beat them, to be honest. I'm going to go with that and make this a trifecta here with the three of us, the trilogy, picking San Diego in an imaginary hypothetical world where your teams are not involved. Oh, of course we're going to win. We've yeah. actually beat San Diego away, so I don't know. <laughs> and, and, and our games have both been like single-point And on like that note, as they scores. start going at each other, ladies and gentlemen, Matt McCarthy for Mr. Adrian Balfour and James English for Rugby Wrap-Up at the Fantasy Sports Network Studio 34 in New York City, signing off.